Are you at the point in your life where you put your hand on the wall when you stand at a urinal to pee? I have done that before. Yes, I. Really? Oh yeah, Joe. You've never you've never held all your pressure and anxiety into a pee, like. Sometimes that is one of the most relaxing experiences you can have. And you just got to put a hand on the wall to, to brace yourself for that relaxation. I just don't get it. I, I, was, I, went to, I was at work and I walked into the bathroom and there was a urinal in the stall. And somebody was at the urinal and like his hand was like up. Like okay. All I, the way we, up. We could have a full conversation about the stances. All right. Putting your hand like as high up in the air as it can go, that's weird. You're not supporting yourself. You're not, I don't know what that is. That's just palming the wall. But like, especially at it's work. It's a sign of a hardened man. If you've like, say you've gone through a couple of rough meetings and you're just having a day and you go in and you're rocking a piss. I, I've heard that phrase before. I don't know if that's actually a real <laughs> thing. Uh, and you just put your hand on the wall to like, Take a deep breath and just recenter. And so I've never done that. It's like brief man meditation. That's what it is. Huh. Try it one time, Joe. It'll change your life. I don't know, man. Just one know. time. I feel like you're going to wash your hands like anyway. Right? Yeah, that is true. But I just have never felt the need to be like, you know what I need to do right now? I five this wall and just stand there. You've never let peeing be a relaxation exercise for you, and that's where you've gone wrong. <laughs> there it is, right there. There's not many moments of pure, like, relaxation like in the day. Yeah, pure bliss in the day. And, and just taking a good pee, that's pure bliss right there. <laughs> Dad's Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I am your sick co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how the heck are you? Joe, you sound much worse than you look. I'll give that to you. Thank you. I'm going to try to ride this mute button hard. Yeah. It's a good thing this, this is an audio medium, so people can really, you know, get the full effect of this. Yeah. I really don't feel bad. It's just the just voice. sound bad. Yeah, which is great for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing for, for people that ha have a podcast. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to blame the weather. And I know <laughs> this is not discounting the fact that COVID still exists and it's out there, and I'm sure, like, people are still getting it. Uh, but here in the great state of Michigan, the mitten state, as they call it. We talk about weather too much on this podcast. I don't care, jo Joe. I know what you're going to say, and I agree. It's a yo-yo. You can't, it, like, it's, it's snow. There is two inches of actual stuck snow to the ground today. It's insane. It is April 18th. We are recording this on April 18th, and there's two inches of snow on the ground. It was 60 degrees last Sunday, and I golfed. And Crazy. now there's two inches of snow. Like, and, and with that, it's making me feel terrible. Like, it's not, yeah. I don't, I don't go places i don't like it is just the fact that the weather is hot and cold 
and I get sick every time the weather changes, and it changes every day. <laughs> this this state sucks. I'm telling you, it's I I don't understand. Like, pick, you know, it's like from Thor Ragnarok. Thor's on the brain because that teaser came out today. But like, pick a uh, color, red or white. Like hot or cold, mm-hmm. just pick one. I don't care. Pick one. Crazy. It is absolutely bananas that it snowed. I mowed my lawn the other day a little bit. I think we talked about it on here yeah. just to chop up some leaves. It was like so nice out. I can't believe it. My God. It drives me nuts. Well, yeah, this, this hit me in like Wednesday. Uh, so what'd you do this weekend? Just kind of hang around <laughs> and try and try and get. Oh, Boise. It was a busy week. It's weird oh, it's that a... you asked me about my weekend first I before it. I look at this. This is. Look at this. I don't like this. My this how the turntables. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Good. Get used to it. Um, it was a really busy weekend, but it was a really, really fun weekend. Um, Friday night, we just hung out at home, had a pretty chill evening. Um, I, uh, yeah, we didn't really do anything Friday night. It was just super, super chill because Saturday we had plans to go do an Easter egg hunt. Um, our tiny village was going to do an Easter egg hunt at 11 a.m. Oh, nice. 11 a.m. said on the internet. And, um, we got up and went and, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, got there at like 11.01. Right. And I told Kayla, I was like, they're going to wait. It's Easter weekend. Yeah. I, like, ele- when it says families. 11, you assume like 11.15, 11.30 is when they would like kick it off. And- we roll up at 11.01 and the kids are already running, grabbing Easter eggs. Wow. And it's done a min- one minute later. Of course it is. It's a two minute event. and. We rolled up and Jordan and Josh pulled in right behind us and you're like, Oh, okay. So our kids don't get to do Easter egg hunts. That's cool. Is ridiculous. So we had our own. Good. Uh, Yeah. I, Jordan and Josh, we kind of like convened as a family Mm -hmm. as best cousin friends. And we said, what are we going to do? And we said, all right, um, maybe we'll first we were like, maybe we'll hang out, maybe we won't. And then <laughs> after we went to our separate cars, came back to our car a second later, and because Charlie was crying and wanted to hang out with Cora. <laughs> oh yeah. We were like, all right, here's the plan. I look at I looked at Charlie in the eyes. I said, Charlie, Charlie boy, we're gonna be there in 15 minutes. Promise you. Uh and we ran and we got uh a bunch of plastic eggs and a bunch of candy. Nice. And uh, ran home real quick and grabbed another bottle for Grayson and some snacks for Cora and then ran to their house and uh, made some lunch and threw together some eggs and Jordan and Kayla put them all out in Jordan and Josh's yard and then we let the kids just go and, and collect some eggs. And it was really fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really nice because we just, it was so chill. We just ate chicken nuggets and french fries. Nice. And then had... Quite a few beers and mimosas. Yeah. For like one o'clock on a Saturday. I mean, so it was just a really chill, cool, like afternoon. It was like exactly what we needed. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then that night, um, just hung out. And uh, yeah, yesterday was Easter. We did the Easter thing. And yeah. Got up and 
Cora uh, found her Easter basket that the bunny left her. Nice. And uh, and then we went, or then Kayla's mom and dad came over and her grandma, and we had lunch. We had ham and cheesy potatoes. Oh yeah, meal of every holiday. Yep. Um, it is a hard debate <clears throat> on where, on what meat goes with which holiday. Right, it's hard. And I thought about it like so. Turkey, I did this year, just this past like holiday yeah. season. I did turkey on Thanksgiving, prime rib on Christmas, and ham on Easter. And normally I double up on ham and I'll do ham on Christmas and ham on Easter, but this year, just one. Not a not a big ham guy. You, uh, you don't like anything I like, Joe. I'm also not a huge turkey guy. Um what do can be you a little like? dry. Like, I don't know. Let's switch it up. What's Tacos. your go-to? I mean, so if I, I think we've talked about this before. We've definitely talked about this before. Well, yeah. Like, if we, we were at holidays, I basically am just eating sides. That's, I mean, that's fair. So, <clears throat> is it like, anytime you're just not like, let's, let's take away a holiday. You just yeah. don't really have any time you're like, I want turkey or I want ham or anything like that. Like, chicken or bust, mm. really? Not, yeah, I mean, not too often. We'll have, Kayla's been buying, like, deli turkey, because she's yeah. been, like, oven turkey and Swiss sandwiches. Nice. And, like, maybe, I don't know, once a week, I'll grab a slice of it and just, like, throw it in my mouth and Obviously, it. And I'm sure that we, if this is deja vu for anybody listening, I'm sure we've had this conversation before. I, I'm having deja vu talking about it. <clears throat> But so I have a, a lunch meat sandwich basically every day for lunch. So it it is yeah. weird to me that like you don't have any lunch meat or any like anything like that ever. Oh, no, it's it's crazy. <clears throat> so, I'm sure that's far more common than I imagine. But like, oh, yeah, I just grew up eating lunch meat for like most yeah. lunches. So it just it has its place every once in a while. I, I will get a hankering for like, you know. A sandwich sure. of that sort. Uh, but I probably don't have the meat in my fridge, so I just got to go to Subway. That's fresh. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, then yesterday afternoon, my family, the Lopez family, <clears throat> again, sorry, everybody, for this hideous voice of mine. No uh, maybe it's better. Maybe it's a better voice. You know, it's like when Phoebe know. got sick and all of a sudden her voice was hot. <laughs> it's that same thing, Joe. You got the hot voice. Exactly. Um, Lopez family, we do cascaronis every year, which I think we talked about last year. Our eggshells, where you crack your egg so that uh, maybe a third of the top comes off, and you use the egg, but you save your shell, and then you dye it, and you fill it with confetti, and top it with crepe paper, and the family hides, in quotations, the eggs all over the yard and everybody runs and grabs them and just smashes them on each other's heads. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We had 315 dozen eggs this year. I'm sorry. Did uh, you say 315 dozen? Yeah. So 315 times 12. <clears throat> yeah. Good that Lord. <laughs> yeah. And every egg gets smashed. Uh <sighs> Is that does that just fertilize whatever field you guys do this in? Like, just a front yard. I mean, that's uh, that's hella eggshells. I'm gonna tell you what that that would qualify yeah. as hella eggshells. Yeah, 
Um, and it's great. It takes about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and the kids just run out and smash eggs. And it, it's a lot, a lot of fun. Um, it was a good time. And I thought Cora was going to be really freaked out by it and mm. just be pissy. Uh, but she loved it. She was like wow. running around grabbing eggs and just smashing them in her hands and just throwing the confetti everywhere. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, it was really chill. It was a really chill weekend. Uh, really busy but fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great weekend. Um, we've been watching some good shows. Nice. Uh, which I will talk about after you talk about your weekend. Love How it. was your weekend? My weekend was good. So we got out of town. We just said, you know, let's boogie. Let's get out of here. Get out of here. Work's been a little stressful as of late. So I took a couple days off. We took uh, Thursday and Friday off and just boogied out of here. Uh, So Thursday, Ben and I just kind of hung out because Katie still had to go to school. So Ben and I did uh, spent the day together, hung out, did our thing, um, chilled, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we left Thursday night and got up north. And something kind of crazy happened when we were up north. It snowed all weekend. 30 degrees snowing all weekend. Where at up north? Uh, just outside Traverse City. Okay. Were you at your cabin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so it just snowed. Like, it was super windy, too. Like, 40, 50 mile yeah. an hour winds coming off the lake. Like, it was crazy. Um, so, we just kind of stayed inside and hung out. Friday, we didn't do too much. Katie and I ended up going to... We have one restaurant up there we really like called Farm Club. Um, and it's uh, the Joe, when I say the vibes are immaculate, I yeah. mean it from my heart. Like, it was, I got sopes, blue corn sopes. Okay. S O P E S. Uh, and the best way I can describe it is basically like a open fried taco. Okay. So it was like a thick tortilla, maybe like half an inch tortilla. Okay. Thick tortilla, blue corn tortilla, but spongy. You feel me? Okay. Yeah. But it was still a little spongy. And then refried beans, like laid on like toast. Oh. And then salsa laid on this. like toast. I just Googled this. It looks great. Doesn't it? And then it had like um, it's It's like a tortilla, the thickness of a waffle. That's exactly what it is. It is like a tortilla waffle. That is a perfect way to describe it. You know, like oh, a no, waffle is crispy on the outside, but still like soft on the inside. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was like crispy around the outside. But as soon as that knife got in there, you're like, Ooh, this has some give to it. Like, wow. It was great. It was great. Uh, and then we got a, um, a veggie board and then they brought us, um, they brought us like two dips that go with it. And one was like a horseradish, blended like a cream cheese and it was if you like like horseradish with veggies that's a good dip i mean what kind of restaurant is this it is a full farm to table like they grow their own food they grow the wheat that makes all of their breads they grow the like like everything that they serve they grow or like have a local farm that gives like gives to them right um and like so it's it's all straight farm to table like their farm wow. to your table i got a garlic uh europe or i'm sorry a garlic british bitter and it was very good like a a beer sorry a yeah. garlic british bitter beer it was very good so, like garlic like like garlic it tasted like garlic <sighs> the best way i could describe it is like the garlic was the mouth feel 
and I know that sounds pretty pretentious and probably not something you can like grasp onto, but like it tasted like a a bitter, right? A a, a bitter ale, but right. it had like how do I describe this? It sounds awful. It was so good, Joe. I'm telling you, it was so good. Uh you probably you don't like garlic either, do you? Because you don't like anything that I like. Garlic's fine. It's not. It's not in my top flavors. Is cilantro the only thing you and I agree on, or do you not like cilantro either? Cilantro is good. All right, good. All right, so at least we have that. At least we have cilantro. <laughs> um, and all the spring radishes had just popped up, so it was fresh spring radishes on the plate, which are ooh very nice. Um, so, and they were playing like seventies vibey rock, and it was it was just the vibes were fantastic. Right. All right. Um, so Katie and I got to go on a little date, so that was nice. And then uh Saturday we ended mm-hmm. up doing Easter dinner um on Saturday. So we uh Katie's parents made uh cheese potatoes and ham and then Katie made a salad. Um See the meal of every holiday. The meal of every holiday, I'm telling you. Uh and so we had that and that was and that was good and delicious. And um most of the time it was just hanging out. Ben was kind of a I don't know if it was a traveling, but also he's still trying to finish pushing out these molars he's been working on for like a month. Yeah. Um, and so like a little bit of he was out of his sleep routine. Um, and then uh a little bit of and I guess we can talk about that. Um, so we've talked about Ben's been on a sleep routine, has been really good about it. Like he goes to bed by himself, he stays asleep all night now, which is great. Like all this stuff's been great. Well, we stayed up late on thursday he didn't sleep on the car ride up um so we didn't go to bed till like nine o'clock which is late for him and then uh the dog woke him up pretty early like 5 45 the dog was also was the dog the dog is just as anxious as as the humans are so the dog was anxious that we were in a new place and he didn't know what was going on so he woke up at 5 45 the baby woke up at 5 45 so not a lot of sleep Thursday night. And then like Friday and Saturday, I, I just don't think he wanted to sleep in that pack and play. So he ended up for most right. of both nights sleeping in between us. So we've been, that's one thing we had to pay for on the way back from vacation is like trying to get him back in a sleep like routine. Right. Uh, so we'll get there. So that was nice. It was nice. Honestly, even though it was kind of chill and it was cold and we didn't really get to go outside and do stuff. It was just nice to sign out of work and turn my laptop off and not think about it for two yeah. days. So in nice. the end, I'll take that and that'll be, it'll be good. So, uh, yeah, good. it was fun. A nice little family time. Great. Um, so I just want to touch on some media cause there's a lot of cool things happening. Yeah. Hit me. You bet. You guys have been on like a huge TV push is, I guess is the best way to put it, but like, no, we've really hit, I think, homebody status. Um, finally, Joe. Two years after a global pandemic, you finally hit it. <laughs> uh, I still kind of hate it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've been watching a lot of TV um, when we can. Uh, Cora's been up later, but we've been watching TV, and she's been dealing with it. Um Watched all of Servant on Apple TV, which blew my mind. Uh, just weird, creepy dr- horror thriller drama. Interesting. Uh, okay. 
It's produced by M. Night Shyamalan. Of course it is. Yeah. And the premise is um, there is a family who hires a nanny um, to nanny their baby, but the baby is a doll. Oh, what? And, yeah. And something happens, um, and basically, within, I think, the first episode, uh, there is an actual baby in the house again. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you learn the story of what happened to their baby and why there's a doll and this and that. Um, But it's very creepy. It's very strange. It's very weird. I still have no idea what's happening three seasons in. uh, There's three seasons of this? Yeah, and it's really, really good. Uh, We binged all three seasons in the last, I don't know, two weeks. Uh, It's really great. They're half-an-hour episodes. Rupert Grint is in it. He's like the best part of the show because not once did I think that's Ron Weasley. Finally. I think this is the first time he's been in a show that you like every other time he's in a show, you're like, Oh yeah, but it's Ron Weasley. Like, yeah. And I mean, it's probably because he's got an American accent. He swears a lot. He's an alcoholic. Is it a good Uh, accent? He's very scruffy. It's not bad. Okay. Uh, Every once in a while, you hear the British kind of come through. Yeah. Uh, but that's very good. And I've watched two episodes of the Halo TV show. You Okay. All right. How do you feel about it? I Katie actually brought it up to, today and said, you know that Halo TV show's out? And I was like, yeah, I have not heard anything but bad things about it. So You know, and I think that's all we're going to hear. Yeah, nothing. It looks really, really great. Sure. Like, Everything looks like it's straight out of the video game. Like the worlds and the action and everything like that. Just the weapons, the vehicles, the armor. Like it is like so accurate to the game. That's good. To the point where that's going to be off-putting. Ah, that's annoying. Like they didn't make it real world at all. Like kind of. (laughs) I mean, it looks like they are literally in the Spartan armor. Like. It's not CGI. Like they are in this armor, and the weapons look like the weapons, and the vehicles look like the vehicles. Um, but it's like, if you aren't a fan of the show, it's probably not going to be, or of the game, it's probably not going to be appealing to you. It doesn't really follow a storyline of a game. That's I. So let me. <clears throat> I, I'm going to tell you what I've heard, and you tell me how ro- wrong or right it is. I've heard it's not going to appeal to video game the video game lovers and it's not going to appeal to the non-video game lovers and now it's just in this middle ground of nothingness right because it's like yeah it doesn't follow a game or any of the books or any because there are halo books that they could have gone off of there are like yeah there's a ton of source material out there they could have gone off of and they they just didn't and then right. so and because of that because they're not it's not a video game show right but then on the right. flip side all like you said all the armor and the stuff and like guns and stuff is all fanfare straight out of halo it's not going to appeal to any of the non-halo fans because yeah they like it's like half in half out yeah i mean like i said it looks amazing like just watching the first episode like just took me 
back to like playing multiplayer Halo. Mm -hmm. Cause like there's a shot where you get Master Chief's vision and you see his display and it looks like the display That's from sick. the freaking game. That's sick. like you see a map. Yeah. He gets hit with he gets hit with uh I don't know, a shot of something right. and his armor like drops down and it that like goes off and then you hear it go like That's when it heals sick. back up. And then like uh, one of the Covenant turns on their, uh, what do you call Flat. it? Their, uh, the... they go invisible. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the when yeah. they go invisible. <clears throat> yeah, and like the noise of that makes the noise, and the plasma swords make them like it's just very, very like great. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's interesting. Uh, Master Chief takes off his helmet like end of the first episode, um, but. It, I just wanted to bring it up because it's, it's kind of cool. Like, I, I think I like it because I, I I just feel very reminiscent, like, nostalgic okay. about it. I, that's fair. I think that's a fair point. I I don't know. Halo, I don't love the Halo series to begin with. The only one I played yeah. a lot of was Reach, and that was just multiplayer. So, I like, the, they're coming out with a bunch of PlayStation movies, too, and shows, too, like, the last of us. I'm going to watch the last of us, even if it sucks. I'm going to watch. I think they're making a God of war one. I'm going to watch the God of war one, you know, like those are the games I loved. I'm not, it's not worth it to me to get a, a free trial paramount plus just to try and watch the halo show. Like, uh, nah. if it was a good show and, and here's the thing, right? You can make a show almost pure fan service and still make a good show because the Mandalorian did it. Yeah. The Mandalorian is through and through a fan service show. Like I wouldn't even say the plot lines are that strong, but it's still a very good show. Like the plot's yeah. good enough to match the fan service that all star Wars fans love. Right. Right. So you can do it. You just have to pick a lane. Like, the Mandalorian, Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau said, I'm going to make the Star Wars I want to watch. And, and if people watch it, great. Right. And people love right. that. I feel like this Halo show tried to make their own thing. Right. They're like, I'm going to make something different. And it yeah, just didn't it's land. like could have gotten there. And, you know, it sucks that. I think they've already greenlit season two Ugh. and talked about season three just sucks that like this amazing thing like isn't amazing like yeah. the video games are so great it just isn't quite there steven spielberg's producing it which is weird that is weird did you hear Been attached to halo for so long do you hear the creators didn't play any of the games they just re straight up refused to play the games because they didn't really quote, want to be tainted by it it's funny like it makes sense does it does it make sense i mean i don't know uh, we'll see. I'm gonna finish it out probably. Sure. Uh, and we, just see how it goes. You got access to it in the time. You might as well, right? Yeah. Last two things before we talk about dad shit. Let's do it. Or God of Thunder or Love and Thunder. Oh, that so trailer good. came out today. Oh, so oh, good. Teaser. God. It's a, not a trailer. It's a teaser. And boy, is it a teaser! I tell you what. So, quick reaction to it right off the top. I'm happy. It seems like we're not going to get a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm happy about that because yes, I too. the Guardians movies were good for what they were. They were good in Infinity War and Endgame. I guess they weren't really in well, 
Rocket and anyway, they were good in those movies. I'm kind of done with it. I think their storyline kind of really both show both their their movies were centered around Quill's conflict, internal conflict, right? Like yeah, and then he resolved that, right? And like I don't know, it it I just don't know. I know they got a bunch of comics to draw source movies off, but like, yeah. anyway, switching gears. I'm happy because I love Thor and I love what they did with him in Ragnarok. And I can't wait to, for the spotlight to be back on him again. It's all Taika Waititi, baby. He like the transformation between Thor, the dark world and Thor Ragnarok, like is, is unbelievable. And I'm just happy to have that Thor back again because Thor Endgame Thor is awful. Like, yeah, I'm gonna awful? say it. no. Like, I didn't like. Oh. I didn't like Fat Thad Thor. I didn't. I much didn't like depressed Thor. No, I much prefer. I much prefer you. I much prefer, like strong, cocky, Handsome. making jokes, like that kind of Thor. Okay. Oh, well, we're gonna get him back. We're gonna get him back. I'm happy about yeah. it. Yeah. Is Taika Waititi directing this one too? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I, I obviously he's playing Korg in it, like yeah. So I had a feeling that he was involved anyway. I didn't know if he was directing or not. Speaking oh, of Taika Waititi, yeah, yeah. is that your last one that you want to talk about? It wasn't, but we can. Let's, Let's talk, talk about. All did about you finish media. it? I did. What a great show. We're talking about our flag means death. Uh, it is all right. What a what great, a great, great show. show. So I started watching episode one uh, in the middle of the afternoon. Um, ben was just playing. I, Katie, like, I don't know. I hijacked the TV from Harry Potter and th- and put on the first episode. And I, I was enjoying it. Like, I thought, okay, I see where they're going. Like, I see what the humor is going to be like. I, I like, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, granted, episode one, by far the worst episode of the series. Like, yeah, it only goes upwards. The entire series, um, and or I guess season, um, but Katie didn't like it. Like I turned it off halfway through because Katie was like, "Not." She's like, "I don't, I don't like this at all. Like I don't want to watch this." I also feel that too. Like it took me a couple times to just like keep watching it and keep watching it, but I enjoyed it. It just wasn't at the top of my priority list. Correct. And you know what? It wasn't for me. Me either. I like one day while I was working, I had it on my second screen while I was working. Um, and I, I got to like episode six. I was like, this is pretty good. Like, I, I like it. It's pretty good. Um, but I wasn't like, I don't know. There wasn't like a lot of cliffhangers or like, you got to watch no. the next ones. It was just like a good, enjoyable show. And if you yeah. enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, okay. Like, and then, but the, yeah. the ending was so good. The way they ended that yeah. first season was so good. It's really, really great. Uh, what we do in the shadows is still like my favorite Taika Waititi show. Okay, I've not watched. Wa- I've not watched it. Oh my! Is it on Hulu? God. Yes. So here's a problem with my oh, with geez. Hulu shows. I have the free Hulu that you have to watch like a minute and a half of ads every time oh. you watch a TV show. So I don't watch shows on Hulu because I have to pay. I have to like. It's like, here's five minutes of show and a minute and a half of ads. And five minutes of show and a minute and a half of ads, right? Um, Sounds like football. It does sound like football. And I don't put it up with it for football except for the Lions either. Um, 
gotta right. watch it. I'll make the effort. You know what I might do? I think Hulu, you can up and like up your membership and lower your membership. I might just like for a month pay the extra money, watch that, watch the rest of Dave. I haven't watched Dave season two. Um, I gave up on it. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I liked what I watched of the season one, but I don't even think I finished season one. Um, there's a few Hulu shows I could knock out if I had like one month of Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So our flag means death. Phenomenal. Uh, I recommend watching uh, this. Is, it's hard to recommend this and say this at the same time. Watch three episodes and they're 45 yeah. minutes long. And it's hard to say like, yeah, you got to watch three episodes to really get into it. But like, if you kind of like the first one, but you're like, ah, I kind of like it. Try and push through to the third episode. Cause by the third yeah. episode, you'll, you'll be hooked. Yeah, the supporting cast is great. And then just like random stars. Every time like like a, a random I, I almost call him like an NPC like from a video game, but like a random yeah. appearance of a of a character came in, it was like a superstar. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's uh it's great. It's great. Uh go check yeah, three episodes. Three episodes. Yep. Um, and you know last- what? What I'll say too, if you absolutely don't like the first episode. You probably won't Jared like the show. Jared will give you your money back. Oh, yeah, you, you probably won't like the show. The humor in the first episode is the humor throughout the show. Yeah. It just gets better as time goes on. Totally. totally. And the last thing, Batman is on HBO. Oh, the Batman. The Batman's so good. Go watch it. Go watch it. I, it's great. It's amazing. I started it this morning. Watched a bit before I came down here. Going to finish it tonight. What I will... Not that I need to caveat the Batman. The Batman's phenomenal. Go watch it on HBO. It's it's so good. Um, but I will say, don't go in expecting a superhero movie. No. If you like, I think Joe and I have talked enough about it that maybe you have an idea. But like, if you're like, oh man, I like the Marvel movies. I'm gonna go watch the Batman. It's oh God, it's man. not it. It's not it. This is like a. <laughs> this is like. If you if you sit to yourself and you say you know what I like I like the movie Seven and I like Zodiac. Yes, if you like like mob movies, this one might be good for you. Like if you like that kind uh, of like investigative murder, movies, like murder mysteries. Wars, you like yeah. murder mysteries? Great murder mystery movie. Um, the bad guy is a legitimate psychopath. Yeah, like he's great. It it just is. It's so good that that. Paul Dano's his name, right? Yeah. He's a great, just great at, at this. He is. All right. I can't talk about Batman again. All no, right, that's it. I'll... That's it. That's all I had. Go Here watch go. it on HBO. It's phenomenal. Watch it. Don't think of it as a superhero movie. Yes. All right, Jared. Let's do it. All right. Joe, <laughs> I got a topic for you today. Yes. Obviously, so I drove about mm, nine to 10 hours this weekend. I was in the car. Um, and in that time, I had plenty of time to think. And while I was, Katie and I are talking about life and the news and everything that's going on, and it kind of hit me about something that I, I personally, I, I've been struggling with, uh, some anxiety around making the right choices as a parent. And I mm. was, you know, we talked about like why that might be and things like that, and the comparing and contrasting our parenting to our 
our parents parenting right and and we've talked about that topic before so we're not necessarily going to take in that direction but it all boils down to this idea for me of like parenting in this information age okay and I think it's well known by the fact that we had to start dad talks to control my ADHD hyperfixations. Um, but I like to learn. I like to just get on and watch YouTube videos about history. And I like to learn about, I like to read news articles that like teach me something. I like to learn about stuff like that. Um, but as a parent, it is so difficult because there are there is so much information out there that it's up to you to not only make the right decision for your child but make the, the like to make the right informed decision because you can't claim ignorance as a parent nowadays right, right. like and i think this is one example that sticks out in my mind when uh, when we were starting to feed Ben human food, my mom asked why we didn't put rice in a bottle and feed him like rice milk or whatever. Right. And I was like, mom, that like is not a practice people use anymore. Like that artificially fills their stomach. Like it's not nutritious. There's a whole bunch of reasons like why you shouldn't do that. Uh, you know, she's like, oh, that's really weird. That was like the thing to do when I was a parent. And it occurred to me kind of in that moment, like, the information was so much slower when our parents were raising us. Right. You think back to the nineties and stuff like that. Like people didn't have the internet. People had dial dial phones. Right. And they like, right. That they watched the news and whatever the news said, they got readers digest. They watched the news, the news, right? Like they watched the local news and whatever the news said was the thing is what like readers digest. I think I readers digest sticks out my mind. Cause my grandma used to always keep it. Uh, most notably in her bathroom. It was the reading material that was in the bathroom. Right. Um, but like they always readers digest always on the cover was like this new parenting tip, this new th- parenting tip. And I thought about it like in the nineties, that was how people got their parenting advice is like through magazines and through newspapers. And, and like nowadays and Joe, I'm going to transition to like how you deal with it and stuff like that. But I want to talk a little bit about like the anxiety that I, feel as a parent during this age of like if i make the wrong decision one i have to live with that for the rest of my life right and that as a parent that always weighs in your mind uh it's you're you're playing with live ammo uh out here like that always (laughs) weighs on your mind but the idea that you have and it can be a very good thing right i can go look up anything i want about parenting about like what do I do in this scenario? What do I do in that scenario? Like it can be a huge resource, but flip it around of like that burden of, I have to read through all of these Google pages about what to do about what foods I should give Ben. Right. Like we need, I need to read through this and then I need to pick what the right thing is versus the wrong thing. It's on me to make that decision. And before people just kind of generally had one way of doing it. And it's a great thing. I think, let me reiterate that. Like the fact that we have this amount of information and I think our kids are not going to face this because they're going to be so used to it, right? Like they're going to see us dealing like, hey, my parents went and researched all this and made all the right decisions 
when we were growing up by doing like the research and looking it up, I can do the same thing when I'm going through life. Like we don't, we don't really have that resource to talk to We're our generation is the first generation. That's, that's kind of handling this. Right. Yeah. Um, so I want to flip it. I've, I've kind of gotten on a soapbox and talked <laughs> about how scary it is doing this. Um, but I want to ask you, have you faced an example or like a situation where like having so much information has been overwhelming? Um, you know, it's not anything I've really thought about to be completely honest. Um, I feel like at there's a certain point where you are a new parent, you are seeking out that information really, really often, right? Like you are looking for this and you're looking for help and you're looking for um, something relatable online, sure. right? Like somebody just to go, go through what you're going through. Um, that it came down to once Cora was kind of big enough, we just kind of stopped looking and did our own thing. Um, but I think what it, a lot of it was, um, sleeping. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to, you'll probably talk about that too, is figuring out the best way to try and help your kids sleep. Like, you know, uh, is there a right way or wrong way, you Mm -hmm. know, cry it out. People don't do cry it out anymore. Right. Um, If you do and you post about it on the internet, people are going to, you know, you're going to get roasted. Man, Um, we didn't even talk about that. Like parenting content we're putting out right now, right? Like this didn't exist back then. Like people (laughs) talking about their experiences and, and I like, we do a little bit of advice on ours, but not, not nearly as much as like TikTok creators, parenting TikTok creators are like, let me lay out my everyday step by step what I do every day for yeah. my child. Like, crazy about it. And none of this existed, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I would say, like, sleep, looking and just gaining opinions on getting your kid to sleep. And then also with feeding, it's huge, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's got a different thought about when to start introducing food and what to introduce. And, um, like, I didn't even think about giving Cora eggs. Like I just did it. Oh yeah. I, that was a little bit different for me. I, I dealt with allergies for a long, like worked in allergies, had had allergy tests, sold allergy tests. So like the main allergens, that was something yeah. I knew from like when I was 20 years old working at that, at, at the company that I knew how to like introduce foods. But I, that's a great point about like, do you know what the main allergens are that kids face? Probably now. Right. But at the time, no. But definitely, I mean, those were the two biggest things that we would say, like, okay, what research can we do? What information is out there? But at the same point, that can be kind of daunting because there yeah. is so much and everybody has an opinion and everybody's going to be way different that <clears throat> and it- there's a point, like I said, where it just kind of came down to, all right, we've, we've basically made it through her first year of life. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our own thing now. Um, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? What have you... Let me ask. So I, I have a very specific example. So I'll, I'll go through my example, then I have another uh, question I want to ask you yeah. about it. So one, sleeping was a huge one, right? Um, I think we can both agree on that. Like, the I've, I scoured 
the internet for better ways than cry it out. Like there's the Ferber method. There's the pick up, put down, there's rocking, there's padding on the butt. There's slow, the slow, what's it called? Like slowly, slow exit or thing, something like that. Like there's a million different ways to do it. Uh, and it was daunting and it's a little bit, it hamstrung us a little bit from like doing what you said, like making the decision to just do it our way. And in the end, that's what we did. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't copy anything off the internet. I just said, well, all right, we have our goal of like, we don't want him to cry by himself, but we also know that the only way he's going to learn to fall asleep is if he's in his crib. So we just, you know, decided, okay, I'm going to stay in there and shush him until he falls asleep. And it worked. Will it yeah. work with our next kid? Who knows? But like it works for this kid. Um, and another one I think of that, like having too much information was a detriment. And it, that part of the reason it makes me anxious about this, but like, do you remember last like October, November when I had to take Ben to the emergency room, Katie and I had to take Ben to the emergency room. Yeah. So, we did that. He had been sick for about three days before we took him to the emergency room. And this is when I knew like the internet was a good, but also terrible thing. Right. Because we had been Googling for three days at what like temperature should we take Ben to the hospital? At no point did we think, Oh, we should call the pediatrician. Right. Oh yeah. But it wasn't like it was, and I, and I don't want to, so the way I said that makes it sound like, oh, we didn't think about calling the doctor. No, of course we thought about calling the doctor. We thought about going to the hospital. We were like monitoring the, but in today's day and age, especially it was the middle of a pandemic, right? Like COVID cases yeah. were soaring. We couldn't just walk into a doctor's office and say, Hey, my kid's sick. Like we were nervous about being those first time parents. We didn't want to be a burden. We didn't want to get sent home. Like, we wanted to make sure we are making the right decision for Ben, for everybody. Right. So we were looking it up on the internet and looking up all these different things. And, and it wasn't WebMD. It was like the, you know, the Academy pediatrics and the, you know, national allergy association, things like that. Like we were looking up like fever thresholds and when to go to a doctor and what's a, what's a good fever versus a bad fever. What's it like all this stuff. And we, for like three days, until until we ended up in the ER and then they sent us to our doctor the next day. And she said, Oh yeah. If you had just called us like on Monday or brought him, I shouldn't say call. If you had brought him in on Monday, I probably could have told you like, this is what it was and saved you the hospital trip. Right. But we didn't, right. we had no idea that that was the right course of action. Right. Of course. Now, if he's ever sick like that again, we'll call the pediatrician first thing and that's what we'll do. But like, right. How, what do you do when you get sick? Right. You Google the symptoms yeah. and make sure you're not dying. And then that's kind of it. Totally. Right. And I think that that is one of the the pitfalls with the internet, especially with kids is as a parent, you are so like on the edge with them when they're sick, like mm-hmm. you're willing to do anything. So that first few things that pop up when you Google that symptom, you know, yeah. you're going to latch on to. Yep. Um, and I 100%, we, there was a time where Cora's tongue was a little white and Kayla's like, she's got thrush. Yep. She's got thrush. She's got it. I know it. And, you know, we kind of freaked out a little bit and we Googled and looked and, and we had all that information and data from the internet that was like, yeah, she's got thrush. And then we went to the doctors that following week for a normal checkup. They're like, no, it's just, it's just the milk like on her <laughs> tongue. Like, it just <laughs> stained yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. 
It, but it's that exact scenario, right? Where like, I, I mean, shit, we do it for the dog too. We thought our dog had right. uh, our old dog, not this dog, our old dog. We thought Lou had bloat for like a week because she was right. like, and bl- for those that don't know, bloat is super deadly for dogs. I don't even think she would have lasted a, a week if she had bloat, but like she was backed up and she was not eating super great. She was a little bit more lethargic. And we're like looking up all the symptoms are like, Oh, does she bend her head down when she eats? She has bloat. And we're like, what do you mean? All dogs bend their head down when they eat. Like this is <laughs> so, but translating that into like now that's your go-to we do the same thing as parents we're like you have the information at your fingertips you need to make the right decision and sometimes that amount of information is so overwhelming and then anxiety producing so that leads me to my next question that i had for you so a lot of times i will feel the anxiety that comes with making a decision right and i think that's a normal feeling a lot of people have like and and that could be not just parenting, right? We talked about like you're playing with live ammo, making decisions are are real decisions, yeah. but like any decision, like sometimes I feel a little bit anxious about deciding when to get like, I don't know, new brakes in the car. Or like, do I make the right food decision? Things like that. Like it's, sometimes it's taxing just to make a decision. Well, when you're a parent, you have to make every decision for your child. They, they can't make any decision. So I want to ask you like with the amount of information that's out there with the amount of, of things at your fingertips, has that anxiety do you feel like that anxiety has increased compared to like your parents before you or grandparents when they make those decisions not that i don't Um, know if you've sat down and talked about that with your parents at all but no uh anxiety not so much frustrating more so sure um just because you just you see so many conflicting things it's just like i mean i'm sure anxiety is a part of it but for me my anxiety comes out as frustration uh I get that. Trust me. And it's like, you know, oh my God, like I just need a freaking answer. Like just one. Right. And that's, sorry, you stumbled on my point too of like, sometimes it would be nice if it was just like, this is the answer. Right. Right. The way you feed your babies, you just start with bananas and then you introduce strawberries and you throw in an egg and then you go to the next fruit and then you go to the next fruit and you throw in some, you know, some milk and some, you know, peanuts and stuff like that. Like just one straightforward, this is how you do it would be so nice one time. But like in this age of information that doesn't exist. And I don't think it's going to ever exist. Right. Like anymore. It's done. The internet's here. There's no more. This is the right way to do something. It's everybody has a way to do it and you have to pick the best one that fits your lifestyle. Totally. And, um, that kind of leads me into what I was going to bring up. Um, our wives are very um, similar. Mm-hmm. Or they very much care about organics and, you know, very health conscious and what they're putting in their bodies yep. and their family's bodies. Um, researching medicines is yeah. a big thing for Kayla, figuring out which medicines or vitamins. Like Katie's the and, same way. I don't know if we talked about this just, on here, but we've de- even to a point of like, we've delayed a couple of Ben's vaccines. He's getting all of his vaccines, but like, they normally give you like eight or nine in one visit. We've delayed that a couple times. Our pediatrician allows us to do like two in a visit, two in another visit, two in another visit to get all those vaccines in at the same time. Like, so you're not doing nine at a time, like because we've done the research and like, obviously we want the vaccines. Those are the right way to do it. But like nine at a time is not always the best way to do it. So, yeah. So, I mean, 
Kayla's done so much research again with medicines, vitamins like for her and for, you know, mm-hmm. us as a family. So that's kind of a huge thing too, is just healthcare overall, like making sure you have the right, you know, whatever you need for day-to-day life and what foods and what drinks and what, you know, anything. What There's just, again, so much, right? It's like, you know, what type of Tylenol? Like, there's not just Tylenol anymore. No. And, like, <clears throat> it's not even like, hey, let me read the back of the bottle to see, like, at what weight this much Tylenol should be given. It's like, well, do I give them the liquid Tylenol? Do I, you know, like, Cora's getting older. Does You know, is she going to get to a point where she takes a pill Tylenol versus the liquid Tylenol? Is it, right? you know, is it the same thing we talk about uh food is is i would say another one that we just talk about all the time is it organic is it the right organic what fruits and now with rising food prices across america like and the world it what fruits are okay to not be organic and still like if we wash them they'll be fine or what foods have to be organic what there's so much information i mean I maybe one day they'll name millennials in the information overload uh um right. generation because like this is what it was there was very few information sources to all of a sudden everybody is an information source every single human yeah. on the planet is now an information source because they can have access to the internet and other people can read it right right and uh go ahead let's say is there anything that you can think of um, before we wrap up here that like you read you guys put into practice and you said, yeah, this is the way, you know, this is we've decided. And it's kind of like your trusted source now. That's a great question. I don't know if we have like one trusted source. Um, what I will say is Katie inundates herself with parenting content. So she picks yeah. from, man, I, I would say upwards of 50 different content creators that all have what they recommend, right? And then right. she pulls out common threads from them and, and then follows that and does her own research off that, right? So that's her kind of um, information funnel is she takes the things that they recommend. And, and one person that jumps to my head is someone called Shut the Kale Up who does parenting and like food and things like that. She trusts her a lot. And we'll take the products she recommends as like a starting point and be like, okay, I like those products. This person likes those products. Let me do my own research now and make sure that this fits us and then go from yeah. there. So I, totally. that's, that's probably the best way I can describe how we start that process. But it's been a lot in, in like an overwhelming amount of Googling. Does this work for the, you know, like can babies have this? you know, what size should I cut the food? You know, things like that. Can babies do this? Right. Like, and I think it all comes from, I am very nervous about making a wrong decision. I think that is a a huge part of it. The anxiety comes from like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. I have all this information at my fingertips to try and research my way out of making the wrong decision. And, and so it leads to this decision anxiety, I'll call it. Yeah. Absolutely. How about you guys? Do you have like a one trusted source? No, not particularly. I mean, the one thing that will jump out from or jump out at me from when Cora was going through everything was um, the Wonder Weeks chart. Kayla okay. found the Wonder Weeks 
And it was one thing that made a lot of sense to us. And it just kind of goes through um, the phases of kids' fussy patterns. Yeah. It says like, oh, this is this is kind of their sunshine period. This, this is when is they're very leap. cloudy or stormy. This is their leap. And it was almost spot on for Cora, like all the way. Um, so that's like the one thing that will jump out. I mean, I'm sure Kayla's got more. Yeah. But for me, that was the one thing that has stuck out because I would look at it and be like, wow, that yeah she's week nine like yeah that's exactly what she's going through yep um that's that's a really great point we had a couple <laughs> apps uh actually the app that katie used to track her pregnancy also went into like baby two and that was very accurate for ben as well like it's week three which means his head's gonna grow you know another inch around and with that his brain's gonna grow and he's gonna be crabby and like right it was spot on. It was spot on with that. Like, oh, yep, here it is. Here's a, a stormy phase because he's he's just, you know, growing his head. And it helped us a lot, too, because then we understood where he was going through. So that's a good one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, anything else for the people out there? No. Hey, if you're feeling anxious about being worried about making the right decision for your kid, uh, you're not alone. We are all so anxious yeah. all the time about every decision. <laughs> like most episodes, uh, we don't have an answer for you. Nah, sorry. But... We're all in this together. <laughs> but hopefully uh you can relate to us a little bit. Yep. Or, you know, we we can all be uh anxiously frustrated together with all the information that's out there. I know. Uh, hey, uh, if if you guys have trusted sources and you're like these I go to these people for parenting and maybe we're that source and I just cracked the case wide open that we're also anxious about it and sorry to ruin the magic. But uh, <laughs> if you like have a place where you go to and you're like, yeah, this is where I get my parenting tips, shoot them our way. We'd love to see them. Yeah. I think that would be, uh, that'd be very great. It would be. So thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already, go give us a su subscribe, give us a write, shoot us an email at big at gmail.com. Uh, thank you all again. And thank you so much to planet ant for having us on the podcast network. Oh yeah. And Hey, if you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. We're at big dead energy pond on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go follow us there. Uh, and, uh, Hey, leave us like a, a review or anything like that. Um, I think it'd be great. And if we get yeah. enough reviews, I'll start reading them on the podcast. I've been saying that for months. Uh, and it's just, I don't know. What do you guys, <laughs> you guys don't like leaving words for us. We like your fancy words out there um that's right so go leave us some reviews that'd be great so once again thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate you guys stopping by every week so for both of us i'm jerry schmansky i'm joe lopez remember put your tongs twice before you use them This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.